Welcome to Beyond the Field, a property and finance series powered by Money Empire. The content you are about to hear is designed to educate and inspire you to tick off your property and finance goals. And when we say beyond the field, we mean your field, whatever that may be. Money Empire is an experienced financial advisory firm with over 10 years experience. We deal in this world day in, day out and want to give you, the loyal listener, exclusive access to behind the scenes of the property and finance industry. We've helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys, everything from first home buyers right through to managing clients with extensive property portfolios from New Zealand and abroad. Each week, BTF includes special guest episodes. We chat with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, sports stars, and the stories of everyday people. Now it is your turn to take back control of your future. So kick back and absorb. My name's Kay Mostrom. I'm Issa Nasiwa. And today's topic, we're talking about buying off the plans. Firstly, Issa, let's work out the first thing that you need to do when you're actually sourcing or wanting to buy a house at all. It's obviously working out what your max purchase price is, which is made up from? Your deposit that you have and also your max pre-approval. There's no point starting down this track until you actually know what your deposit is and what your max purchase price is to buy your investment property. Absolutely, because first of all, you just be looking outside your scope or underneath your scope, whatever it may be, if you don't know what that is. The second thing um, we would recommend to do is if you're buying off the plans is obviously research the development and the developer. So understanding their track record and previous projects, what they look like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's such a big investment and, um, you know, often one of the biggest investments people will make in their lives. But you really want to know what type of developer is doing the development. Um, You want to know what their previous builds are and even have a look at them if possible, um, geographically and depending. Um, And you want a developer with a good track record. Um, You know, you don't want to chuck all your eggs in one basket for someone that's just starting off, you know, but you do want a good track record of a developer. What you will know from developers is that they're... um their concepts or, or their, I suppose, developments are pretty similar and they don't sort of go outside their scopes or their looks too much. So if you do look at their previous projects, you'll get a good understanding or feeling of what those projects or the upcoming ones may be, um, may be looking like. Thirdly, you'll look at, um, I suppose, the contract. So if you're buying off the plans, is this going to be a fixed price contract with progress repayments or is this going to be a turnkey or, or whatever it may be? You need to look at into them and what the differences are. So um, firstly, the differences between a fixed price contract that's a turnkey uh, and a progress payment. Yeah, look, a fixed price uh, turnkey project is exactly that. You get your pre-approval, you'll source your funding, but the job will be completed when you get handed the keys at completion. Um, on the other side of that is a progress payments where the loan will be drawn down from the bank at certain stages throughout the build um, to complete certain stages. And you know it can range from five to six different stages yeah. where the bank will pay it down compared to a turnkey. So conceptually a turnkey is that you don't have a mortgage until you're literally given the keys, like you said, to walk in the front door and own it. Um, and the progress payments are when you do have a mortgage along the way and have serviced that debt, even if you're renting or owning somewhere else at that time. Um, so it's two things to keep, I suppose, in mind with that. Um, and when you do it, go unconditional um, and go into a contractual arrangement with these, you are required to pay a deposit, and that might range from 5 or 10%, depending on what is going on with this type of development. 
Um, the other thing to chuck on top of that, Lisa, is that um, you might be purchasing the land first with the, the uh, I suppose, the progress payments coming on the, the build later on, and that can get in more detail. So you might be buying the land outright with the mortgage initially, and then having progress uh, repayments on top of that. So you just need to understand what that looks like. Um, I suppose fourth point is to understand the bank's program, uh, process around this, because um, they're going to need, uh, obviously, to look at that contract. Um, they're going to need to get a register valuation. Absolutely. You know, they're not just going to agree on a certain amount of money and hand that over to you, whether it's progress payments or at a turnkey. They want to see who the developer is. They want to look at their track record. <clears throat> but they also just want, you know, the confidence and um, the client understanding what they're taking on board also. And obviously, they need a registered valuation, which we've discussed in previous podcast but a registered valuation um, at time and then at complete so whether your build is a year away from finishing they'll want to know what is this full build contract and the land going to be worth um, from their perspective then and then also at completion when CCC comes in they'll want to know that the security sticks up and stacks up to what they're lending. So just to give you an example on there if you're buying a house on a sale and purchase price um, of a million dollars through a fixed price contract and you get a register valuation that the bank will loan up to, and that, that valuation comes out at 900, well, you're actually 100K short there, so there's an issue there, and that's what banks are looking at, right? Yeah, and there's fluctuations in markets also, so you know, you've really got to make sure that everything stacks up um, in your eyes and the bank's eyes, um, and this is what a register valuation will do. Absolutely. The fifth thing would be, obviously, before you even go into a, an unconditional offer or, or even an offer, is to get contractual advice, so seek a solicitor's um, advice and approval through the sale and purchase agreement, um, the further terms of sale, variation and fluctuations on costs. So we know that a lot of um, fixed price contracts or contracts in general have a 15% overrun um, built in and also to the sunset clause. So probably just explain the sunset clauses briefly. Yeah, look, you, some developers um, sometimes have a tendency to roll over way past um, the expected completion date and you as a purchaser, you want to have you know, a sunset clause in there to say, hey, look, if this overrun does push out way past um, completion date, then there wants the, you want to have that backup and that out to get out of it if it's, um, you know, if the development blows out, which we have seen um, through certain times. Absolutely. So it's a way for the, the purchasers to get out. And lastly, probably just some key summaries, as like we mentioned, the overruns, the 15% overruns. So if you're up for, you know, if you're buying it for a mill and it does run 15% over, just know that you could be potentially liable up for those funds. Like Issa mentioned, the sunset clauses, which are really key around um, developments if they don't finish in timeframes or whatever it may be, you do have the options to pull out. Um, making sure that developer obviously is registered um, or a New Zealand certified builder. Um, banks are really wanting this uh, as a security for finance. Um, depending on also to the sale and purchase and the developer, maybe contract works for insurance. Normally developers carry this, but if it's a small developer, you may need to look at this yourself. Um, and then when you're getting closer to completion, just some things to think about is um, obviously the pre-inspections. Um, the title um, being issued and then lastly the code of compliance being issued with we only seeing at the moment five working days to settle post this so it is a bit of a mad rush 
and making sure you have everything in line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of detail within a standard sale and purchase agreement. Obviously, there's more when there's uh, plans involved and the build along the way, but really getting a good understanding of that so nothing comes out at, and jumps out at you as a surprise. I think the education around understanding what you're getting involved in is key, and then there won't be the mad stress when the time comes to crunch after code of compliance is issued. Absolutely. Listeners, this was just a summary of obviously buying off the plans, but if you have any questions, drop us any messages on social platforms. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on this episode and hundreds more, you can visit us at Beyond the Field Podcast on all social platforms. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now it's your turn to take control and build your empire beyond your field.